Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Croakington. And we are continuing with Proving Grounds 5, The Silver Crest. So, in the previous episode, we finally found Nerif, the Shadow Mage, the leader of the leader of the League of Five, and the nemesis of the Shadow Dragon Muraxa. And he's taught, he's given us a clue as to how to pretty much tear apart Muraxa's entire scheme by finding the Eye of Argonor, which is a gem that can dispel mind control. And Maraxa has been using a lot of mind control. Probably most notably upon Trailtok, who is by a huge margin her most powerful minion. So if she loses him Well I wouldn't say she's done, but she's in a lot weaker state. And you never know, maybe Trayaku will be able to tell us, give us some clues as to what to do next. And also we can use the Eye of Argonomor to unmind control any, any one of the various agents in all the kingdoms of the North Broadlands that, that he is setting up. And to find it, we're going into a realm of fire. Which brings us to this scenario, a warm welcome. Begin the scenario. In the cellar of the Candle Glow Inn, you bid farewell to Helene, Wundle and Harakir. The three of them wish you luck, and will peacefully tell you they wish they were able to accompany you on what they fear will be no easy mission. If Master Nerif seems sit, sees fit to send you on this task, he must think very highly of you indeed, says Elaine. Of course. I didn't need him to give me opinion and already hold on my own. I pray for your success and safety, Sir Crokington. Alexa bows and tells you that he and the others will await your return or further instruction from nearer before moving against Baraxa. I've only known you a short time, he says. But I need see nothing more. To know that I would trust you with my life. Godspeed to you, my friend. Windor meets you on the shoulder cross and smiles. I fear there's nothing left for me to tell you, he says. You go with my prayers, and those with every enemy of the dragon. I need not tell you how I wish we were both seated at the fire back at the quest headquarters. Perhaps again some day. Just perhaps. Keep up your guard, Sir Crokington. We'll be waiting for you. Feeling as if the very weight of the world has just descended upon your shoulders, you look around at the faces of your three companions one last time before turning 
and stepping through the flaming arch into the swirling vortex. A sharp cry from below, cry of alarm from behind you, tells you that all is not white. Okay, how how did Moraxa find them? Because <laughs> I assume that's what happens. Or is it something not white with the gate? I guess we'll see soon enough. You, you turn, even as your bodies began slipping into the clawing lap of the vortex, and your eyes fall upon a sight that leaves you with a deep sense of dread. Another portal was opened in the in-cellar, out of which stepped three cloaked figures, their faces concealed in the shadows cast by the, vet by the dark hoods they wear. The figures flow back their hoods as they advance upon your allies, and your pulse quickens when you recognise the faces of Iskudar, Prithwin, and Chweltok. Helene shouts something to Windle, and the two of them leap back as they appear to be summoning some sort of magic with which they are targeting Chweltok. Crack, Hakria draws his sword and moves to intercept Iskudar and Prithwin. They rush toward a window. You struggle to free yourself from the grip of the vortex that is swiftly pulling you into the void, but it's too late. Screaming the names of your companions, you tumble backwards into the darkness and see no more. Oof. Alright. Better finish this quickly then, so I can rush back to there and finish off whatever they couldn't handle. Or maybe have to well well let's just not think about it because it's very depressing the void for which you've tumbled for only a few moments is suddenly replaced by oppressive heat and the gray and a gray smoke-filled sky you realize you're lying your back and you quickly regain your feet and begin to survey your new bleak surroundings there is no sign of the flame-winged portal through which you step to arrive here, but as, but as far as you can see in any direction, the charred, smouldering, rocky landscape leads you to believe you're indeed in the realm of fire of which Nero spoke. In one direction, a long series of boulder-strewn, steaming hills stretch off out of sight, while directly behind you, skits sits a scorched forest of blackened smoke-weave trees. The intense heat that envelops you makes it uncomfortable to breathe, and you wonder what sort of living thing could hope to survive here for any length of time. Your answer comes almost immediately in the form of a deep grumble, deep grumble and several heavy footfalls. You turn to your left and behold a sight that answers the question you pose to yourself. Makes your blood run cold, and that is even colder than usual. Moving up swiftly from your left, emerging from a field of dark, steaming rocks, is a towering fire giant. The massive, black bearded giant, his body alive with the red flames of the eternal fire that characterizes species, carries an enormous hammer over his shoulder. It's Whatever he, it's what he's dragging by the tail on the ground behind him. However, it's particularly unnerving. 
It is the battered carcass of a sizable red-scaled dragon. The flaming giant bows deeply upon catching sight of you and laughs. You look lost, he was. Tell me where you're headed and maybe I can help you out. Come on now, let's have it. Alright, I have options. I could converse with the giant, attack the giant, or run away. But I could use divination just to get some clues. Is this a bad guy? I mean, probably because nearly everyone we encounter in this series is a bad guy. But you never know. You never know. What does divination say? Succeeded. You sense a strong awe of wickedness surrounding the fire giant. So, you know what? Random.org, tell me what to do. One to three. Generate two. Apparently, I'm going to attack the fire giant. The fire giant snarls as he raises up his mighty hammer, preparing to grind into the ground. The, the toe-high insect preparing to fight him. Unfortunately, that knee-high insect... In the, uh, that toe-high insect in the eye of the haunty giant is you. It's a fire giant. I'm gonna stab it in the eye. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy for eight damage. The fire giant strikes at you with his massive flaming hammer. I keep going. Devastating blow for 24 damage, then 23 damage. But still, the final devastating blow, 24 damage, and now it is slain. 23 XP. The mighty fire giant tops, drops to his knees and teeters back and forth for a moment before finally pitching forward and striking the ground face first. The giant's long, cool life of wicked deeds is at last over. The giant's corpse bursts into flame in a matter of minutes. Only a short pile of ash remains where the fearsome brute met his doom. Or at least it didn't dissolve into shadow. Because I've really had enough of that sort of stuff. With no desire to linger here any longer, you quickly turn off and set on your way, eager to find what you came here seeking, and leave this infernal well. Presumably, we're near the Eye of Agnamar. Because Nerif knows where it is, and he would have put us as nearby as we can get without, you know, setting off whatever alarm, setting off who, the alarms of whoever's and whatever is guarding it. So, presumably, it was the nearest big place? Well, we'll see. After a long, lengthy trek through a bleak, scorching landscape of low rocky hills the ground beneath your feet becomes more level and you will find yourself standing on the steep banks of a wide wither of molten rock the burning wither stretches as far as you can see to your right and left but brings you to the realization you need to somehow cross it to continue on and continue on you know you must for rising up behind a series of low jacket hills on the opposite side 
the deadly flow is a towering walled fortress of redstone. Yeah, that's the kind of place you'd put the Iagma. A long line of crimson flags flutter from the towers and turrets. This imposing stronghold, which appears from, from which appears from this distance, is to be surrounded by a moat of fire. Your attention returns to the wither, and you note for the first time that a large number of black, shiny rocks are floating along in the sluggish channel. I believe you might be able to cross the molten wither by leaping onto the backs of the floating rocks. So, there's also two other things I could do to get across. I could use shadow magic. Which I think this will be the first use of shadow magic we've ever done. So we should probably do that. And if I had gating at level 70 plus, I could. But I don't have that yet. It's only at level 66. Could have used shadow magic. I think we might have done leaping the last time. But anyway, got to use shadow magic. Got to see what it's like. Succeeded. 32 experience to shadow magic. Calling upon your power, shadow magic. You focus on the long shadows of a tall rock standing near the edge of the molten wither. A thousand whispers fill your head as a shadow suddenly extends itself into a broad, flackened arc that stretches across the perilous flow. You test the bridge of shadow with one foot and discover it's as solid as if it was made of iron. Wasting no time, you hurry across the product of your channeled magic and arrive safely on the far bank. Thank you, shadows. Always thank the shadows. While from this side of the molten river, the broad path make, made up of a wide stone, sl wide stone slabs leads off in the direction of the smoking, flaming gulf fortress that sinisterly dominates the landscape. The longest of the shadows that extend from the lofty towers of the mighty castle splash across your toes, even at this great distance. You're about to take your first step along the road, when a clattering to your left abruptly changes your plans. You turn in the direction of the sound, and are get aghast to behold a group of twelve men in suits of crimson armour advancing upon you in a rigid formation. Each of the men wields a bronze-tipped spear and carries a sturdy metal shield that bears the same emblem that has been emblazoned on, onto their shiny, shiny breastplates. A red spider, its body weaved in flame. The men flanking each other at the end of the col column carry standards that also bear this mark. You are are guilty of trespass in the realm of Ujusu the Exalted, announces one of the armoured men in unfriendly tone. Your sentence is death. And that ends this scenario on that cliffhanger with 256 experience to general. So, next up is the court of the Spider King. Let's just begin. Alright, this is uh the last bit is just a recap. We've just read that a few seconds ago, so no need to do that. 
Despite the overwhelming odds, you're about to assume a defensive stance against the column advancing armoured men when you spot two more columns of equal number approaching from the direction of the towering Flamingo Fortress. You realise at last that to resist these warriors would undoubtedly be a deadly mistake. Retaining as much dignity as possible, you raise your hands and calmly surrender to them, hoping that the ploy will buy you time to examine your next move, perhaps get you closer to that which you came here seeking, the Eye of Anganor. A wise decision, Outlander, says one of the men, moving up and binding your hands behind your back in a set of iron manacles. Tiny iron manacles. Well, wait. I don't. Uh, just, just puts the. Uh, just, just shoves my. I'm, I'm bound. I'm bound. I just. I think he just puts my entire body in one iron manacle. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm, I'm now away. Anyway, it's it's hard. Well, just saw the exalted will look kindly upon your submission. It may well lessen your suffering. You are marched at a rapid pace, pace along a wide stone road towards the flaming fortress, and are near to exhaustion from the heat by the time you cross the titanic iron drawbridge that spans a triple moat of molten rock. In the outer bailey, you are met by two black-armoured guards, those best bites still bear the flaming spider insignia. You are taken through a series of four gates into the main hall. The cavernous chamber, which serves as the main hall of the fortress, is lined on either side by large arches through which a roaring inferno can be seen. The far end of the hall, surrounded by hundreds of armoured warriors, much like those who brought you here, it's a large wage raised plinth. The plinth is engaged with many strange symbols. Well, they're probably perfectly normal to the people native to here. The chin of conversation that fills the hall, coupled with the war of fire that rages just outside, and the nearly intolerable conversation, nearly intolerable temperature, is almost more than you can bear. You are shoved roughly from behind, from behind by your captors, forced to move through the crowded hall towards the plinth, bathed in sweat, near to collapse. You within, you within ten yards of the waystone platform, when an immediate and eerie silence falls over the hall. The cacophony of voices ceases, leaving only the war of fire to assail your ears. The terrifying reason for the sudden quiet climbs slowly over the edge of the plinth, one leg at a time. A massive red spider, each of its eight crimson legs, quite well, like twenty times as long as your own body, pulls its bulbous form into the way's plinth. And immediately, all within the tall hall falls to their knees. You are roughly forced into a kneeling position. But only after a few moments, you are hoisted to your feet. 
as all who are present wise. Behold, cries a black-hearted warrior standing to the left of the plinth, the powerful and worshipped Udasu the Exalted, keeper of the wastes of seven fires, and defender of the firehold, will decide the fate of the lawless outlander who soils our realm. Silence hangs heavily over the thronged hall as the hideous spider. Hey, hey! Hey, it's a perfectly decent looking spider. Might never be handsome. Leans over the edge of the plinth and peers down at you through his bulging black eyes. You to whelm come, but are unwanted, hisses Augustle, as a flaming white spittle excretes from around his powerful mandibles. You fight must fires of champion for death! Barely able to comprehend the erratic, almost nonsensical dialogue of the fearsome Spider King, you merely nod in response, hoping that some display of humility hoped to serve you, while you remain at the whim of the grotesque tyrant. Hey, come on now. It's a perfectly nice-looking spider. It's just trying to sentence us to death, is all. Flames three! Flames three! Was Udrussel, rearing up on six of his legs, while waving about his two, two foremost limbs wildly. Flames three! Worship! Everyone in the hall immediately drops to their knees. You are again forced down, and a few moments later are pulled back up when all have risen. You attempt to address Udrussel, telling him that you've come seeking the eye of Anganor. But your voice goes on unheard above the din that chokes the chamber. The two black armoured guards who have remained with you shove you roughly forward through the mass of warriors that crowd the hall until you are at what appears to be the centre of the vast chamber. There, you are made to stand on a square of red stone and the guards step back. Luck be with you, Outlander. Sneers one of the guards as he falls back several yards to the rest of the crowd. Your first instinct is rushing in direction, sensing you from placed in a position of danger. Before you can act, however, four walls of flame spring up around you, with within twenty yard, with twenty yards on either side, encasing you in a perfect square of fire. Flames three, flames three. Wars the voice of Augustu above, above the crackle of fires that surround you. The terrifying realization of just what is meant by Flames 3 slowly takes form before you. The fire weaves silhouettes of three sword wielding warriors appear before you, about ten yards from where you stand. The three warriors of flame remain motionless for several seconds until the one in the middle strides towards you, his fiery blade poised to strike you down. You steel yourself for a fight to the finish against the, against the three champions of the Spider King, the first fire guardian. The fire guardian slashes at you with his flaming sword 
and I stab with my stabby dagger for stabbing things with. You engulf by the flames if your enemies attack for 10 damage. It is slain. 21 XP. With a loud howl, the fire guardian shimmers brightly and vanishes. The second blazing warrior rushes at you. For a brief instant, as you prepare to meet your enemy's charge, you believe you can hear the bellowing of Dussel above the floor of the fire that surrounds you, second fire guardian. Fighting! Indeed! For the fire guardian slashes you with his flaming sword. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay three impossibly swift blows upon your enemy for 25 damage. Okay, keep going, keep going. Another three impossibly swift blows for 27 damage, which finishes it off. 38 damage. With a loud howl, your flaming flow foe shimmers and vanishes. The third fire guardian, his blade of flame almost as broad as your torso, rushes forward and attacks. It's the fourth fire guardian. The fire guardian slashes you his flaming sword. You're engulfed by the flames of the enemy's attack for 25 damage. I think this is slightly tougher than the rest of them, but still a 3 plus. You're engulfed by the flames of the enemy's attack for 19 damage. Keep going. Game. Again, flames, 23 damage, but... 4 impossibly swift blows finish it off. 71 XP. The walls of flame vanish as the third fire guardian is sent down to defeat. A deathly silence falls over the hall, and the warriors that throng the chamber step back as the path is cleared. A path that leads, leads from you to the plinth. The great spider king roars and rears back on six of his legs, waving his toothmost forelimbs around wildly. As if in answer to his bellowing, Two black armoured warriors appear and force you along the path that's opened through the crowd until you're standing directly before the way's plinth. Gossel stares down at you over the edge of the plinth, his mandibles grinding together as a steady stream of yellow ooze and white foam spill from between them. Uh, do you have something wrong with you? Because you probably shouldn't be leaking that much. You, you, you should see a... Uh, well, whatever it is that looks after your health. I seek you! Wish I! Oh, wish I! Dark below, find! Dark, drop! Dark, drop! Roars the mighty spider. Much to your surprise, one of the guards behind you removes the man manacles that bind your wrists and shoves you even closer to the plinth. You're about to make your best attempt at addressing Ujusu the Exalted, when suddenly the floor beneath your feet gives way and you plummet feet first into darkness. The last thing you see before total darkness engulfs you is the hideous fanged face. Fa face of Augustus staring at you from far above. 256 experience to general. And with that... The scenario is finished. Alright, and the next scenario is... The Eye of Anganor. Which presumably means... We'll get it at the end of this one. 
which is nice because this what we're what we're searching for, and we certainly, amongst us, we definitely need to use it on Iskadar and Twithrin. We probably should use it on on Treadlock. And knowing Moraxa, he's probably tried to mind control some of our other friends too, so I'll have to use it for those too. And then mind con and anyone else that he's managed to mind control in the interim well. Most of them. Presumably Presumably all the mind control will fade away once Moraxa himself is defeated or at least it won't really mean much because the last orders will fade away and then they'll just be mind controlled by nothing mind controlled by someone that can't do anything because they're dead yes anyway it's the eye of Arganor begin the snow all right I've been thrown in a hole and now the adventure continues. With bone-jarring force, you land flat on your back, striking what feels like a cold slab of stone. Eleven points of damage. Injured, but thankful to still be alive, you stagger to your feet and use your light to illuminate your surroundings. You discover you're standing at the end of a broad passage that extends out of sight to the east. The walls on all sides climb up out of sight, disappearing into the deep gloom about ten feet over your, your head. Suddenly, the sound of scuttling fills the passage, and your pulse races as three large brown spiders, each the size of a small bear, scuttle into view at the edge of your light. You immediately position yourself to only have to face them one at a time. Without a moment to spare, you were set upon by the first of the vicious arachnids. With no chance for flight, you steal yourself for a brutal fight to the finish against the hideous giant brown arachnid. Begin combat! The hideous spider attacks you with powerful mandibles. The incredibly beautiful by spider standards spider attacks you with its powerful mandibles. Yes. And it is slain. 9 XP. The second of the three spiders rushes forward and attacks a large brown spider. The pain racks your body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins. 14 damage, and then 10 damage, and then another 14 damage, and 6 damage! And it is slain. 9 XP. The third of the three spiders springs forward. And attacks! Large brown spider. The hideous spider attacks you with his powerful mandibles. And is also slain. The last of the three spiders topples over and lies unmoving on the floor. You step back from his gruesome remains and wipe the sweat from your brow. Before you've even had a chance to examine your surroundings, the cool voice of Augustu it walks from somewhere out of the darkness overhead. You peer upward, trying to catch a glimpse of the fearsome Spider King. But the walls disappear into impenetrable gloom almost ten feet over your head. Mine maze you! Mine maze you! I find your survive! Die, wicked! Die, wicked! 
Augustine's warring voice fades, leaving you in silence in the dark. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Corridor. All right. You're standing in the very spot in which you landed in Augustus' labyrinth. The remains of the three spiders you slew still litter the passage here, adding to the overall grim appearance of your unpleasant surroundings. Okay, I'm on the I'm on the start. I'm in the northwest corner of the map. I'm in the spot of a long, twisty corridor. Your foot, foot your footfalls echo eer, eerily over the smooth tile surface. Of the labyrinth's wide corridors. There is no vi- visible ceiling as the walls climb into shadow far above your head. You cannot help but feel your every move is watched by unseen eyes, Presu- presumably Augustu himself. A loud groan startles you, and the floor of your passage shakes. You turn to your left and right, on a horrifying that two iron walls, previously flush with the stone wall of the corridor, are swiftly closing in, protruding from the two walls a dozen of barbed stingers. The very sort of stingers that would belong to a large spider. Oh, that's a mean thing. Oh, maybe they were got after death. Alright. There are many options, but most I can't take. Destruction telekinesis, fortification or gating at 70 plus can be used, or conjuration at 60 plus, or I could just attempt to leap clear of the closing walls. What does random.org tell me to do? Tells me to use conjuration. It succeeded. 64 experienced a conjuration. You hastily call upon your mastery of conjuration. And elated, when the response just summons, a thick column of iron, four feet long, appears at your feet. You quickly turn the column on its on its ends, facing the encroaching walls. Seconds later, later, the iron walls reach the end of the column. A loud, grinding noise fills the corridor. But after several moments, the wall begins to retreat. They slide back until they are once again flush with the stone wall of the passage and do not move again. Alright. And apparently that can only only used once. Okay, I go south to. A strange white glow loops out of the shadows ahead. And you immediately halt in the middle of the passage. You attempt to discern what it is that's approaching. You are... You're repulsed. You're revulsed to discover that hundreds of small, glowing white spiders 
are scuttling along the corridor towards you. Just as you're wondering what sort of devilry now confronts you, the voice of Augustal shatters the silence from somewhere far overhead. Die, step, die, step, touch, gone. Augustus' roaring voice fades, but you're left with the impression, after attempting to interpret his gibberish, that touching or stepping on the tiny white spiders will result in some catastrophic and likely unpleasant event. And not just for the spider. In, with this in mind, your mind races as you attempt to come up with a way to avoid the encroaching swarm of white spiders that approaches across the entire breadth of the passage. Oh, it's going to be difficult to dodge them. Oh, I could use... There are three powers I can't use yet, because they're not high enough. Those being telekinesis, fortification, or gating, which have to be at 70 plus. There's also elementalism and shadow magic at 60 plus. I could retreat back north, but that really just... But that just really just leaves us have to come back here later, because it's the only way. Or I could attempt to navigate through the storm of spiders. So there's three options I can take that actually will get me through there. What does random.org tell me to do? Generate three. Okay, I'm going to attempt to navigate through the swarm of spiders. I don't know if I've ever done this before. Taking great care with every step, you attempt to navigate your way through the swarm of glowing white spiders. And when there's a bunch of them in the way, I jump over. Frog powers. You pick a random number. Bonus 67. 20 from agility, 10 from luck, 19 from woodmanship, or 18 from thievery. Let's just see what happens, pick now. <sighs> Alas, after what seems like an eternity, you move past the final glowing spider. You exhale sharply and lean against the wall to steady yourself after the trying an extremely perilous ordeal. Your respite is only fleeting, however, for the harsh voice of Rudusu from somewhere in the darkness overhead suddenly shatters the silence. Gone! Through be all! Last not, last not. As the la as the Spider King's voice fades, you once again prepare to set off along the passage. All right, making my way. All right, going west and then south. The passage you've been following ends abruptly. Out of the wall to the east protrudes a block of grey stone, from which extend three. from which extend three wooden levers. Each lever is carved, carved in the likeness of the spindly leg of a large spider, perhaps modelled on Ugrasu himself. At the base of the wall to the south, flush with the west of the floor, is a broad square of black stone. On the wall below the levers is a bronze plaque, through badly tarnished, the engraved words on the plaque are still visible. Which appears to be some sort of verse. Its composition leaves little doubt that it was composed by Odusu himself. Reads as follow 
from the Mr. Free. Wait up, wait up, wait, and up not. Clear made way. Okay. You believe the strange verse on the plaque, which borders on gibberish. Which borders on gibberish, somehow relates to the operation of the free levers. Free wooden levers. You look over the current state of the levers. Alright, the lever on the left is pushed down, the lever on the middle is down, the lever on the right is down. Okay, up, up, down, okay. Push the lever up on the left. Push the lever up in the middle. Step onto Blackstone Square. The moment you step onto the Blackstone Square, you realise that something is dreadfully wrong. The sound of scuttling from the passage behind makes your blood run cold. You spin around to find two large brown spiders moving swiftly along the corridor towards you. You swiftly position yourself to face the horrid creatures one at a time. It's a large brown spider, it's just another one. Takes you his powerful mandibles. 5xb, here comes number 2. Alright, I guess I misinterpreted. Interpreted the passage. The second the last spider shudders and collapses on the floor of the passage. You remain on your guard for several moments, in case another one of the fierce creatures sh should suddenly appear. But it appears that no more encounters are imminent, you once again turn your attention to the three levers. Alright, from the mist of the three, okay, I'm going to start. Start by pulling them down. Alright, I'm going to start in the middle. So, up. Up on the right. Up on the left, okay, uh, okay, step onto Blackstone Square, oh, okay, okay, well that worked, 16 XP to general, the instant you step onto the Blackstone Square, the wide, the wide stone slab sinks several inches onto the, into the floor, and a swirling black portal opens up against Southall, step into the portal. That's 16 XP to general if I didn't say it before. Step into the portal. And it's still that if I did say it before. And you don't get it twice. You step into the swirling black portal and emerge less than a second later in a completely different section of the corridor. The portal closes immediately, leaving only a solid wall behind you. Okay, I'm now getting close to the southwest corner. You're standing in the spot in the passage where you emerge from the portal you opened by manipulating the three levers. Behind you, to the north, is a solid wall. There is no longer any sign of the portal by which you arrived in this section of the corridors. Go south twice. I'm right, in the southwest corner. Go east again. There's something. Your progress along the corridor comes to an immediate halt as a terrifying sight looms out of the darkness ahead. A, terror, a massive red spider, his torso engulfed in wide, leaping orange, leaping orange flames, scuttles into view and begins stalking towards you along the passage. 
It appears that this bear-sized arachnid bees and has discovered its next meal. Well, uh, well, I guess I have to fight it. Sorry about that, old chap. Hold your ground and fight the flaming spider. The aggressive flaming spider appears all too willing to engage you. The fierce, bear-sized arachnid scuttles swiftly along the passage towards you and attacks. It's a massive fire spider. The large fire spider bites at you with its flaming jaws. You're engulfed by the flames of venomous attack for 12 damage. I keep stabbing. It keeps... Oh, and it's dead. The 22 XP. The fire spider disintegrates into a cloud of ash that settles to form a inch-thick blanket of fine black dust covering this section of the corridor. Thankful to survive the deadly creature. You check over your equipment and spend a few moments catching your breath before once again setting off along the passage. Okay, east once more. There's something coming up. Alright. A broad square of white of white stone is set into the floor in the middle of this junction. A lengthy verse has been carved carved into the stone in a crude fashion. It appears this is another of Wiljusu's creations, but despite its apparent lack of coherence, you are certain it contains clues that could be vital to your survival. Deadly horse. Verse weeds as follows. Eyes three false, not west. West turn east, east turn west. Eyes three and turns two. For flames west. You are steadily puzzling over the strange verse. Prepare to once again set off on your way. Alright, another l- a large brown spider has appeared. An eerie, scuttling sound fills the passage, preceding the arrival of the most unwelcome sight. A large brown spider, perhaps as large as the small bear, scuttles into view. The hideous arachnid roars up rears up on two of his legs and washes towards you and attacks a large brown spider hideous spider attacks you with its powerful mandibles pain whacks through your body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins for 12 damage and it is slain 5 xp you step back for the carcass of the slain spider and check over your equipment after taking a few moments to catch your breath you once again set off along the passage Okay, I've gone east, and here's something. A large stone idol, a hideous spider, dominates this small alcove. Set into the middle of the spider's head, glittering in the pool of light, is a large ruby. You innately, you innately sense a powerful anti-magic field surrounds the spider statue, making it impossible to use any magic upon it. Still, I must just pull it out manually. Attempt to remove the eye from the idol. I'm doing it because you always steal gems from idols. You realise it will take great effort to remove the wooey from the socket that secures it to the head of the spider statue. You also realise that by fidgeting with the gem, you risk the possibility of setting off a trap that might have been set in place to guard it. 
bearing this in mind, you step onto, up to the edge of the pedestal and set about attempting to remove the spider's sparkling eye. Picking a number, bonus of 94, 20 from agility, 19 from luck, 19 from arcania, 18 from law, and 18 from thievery. Pick now! 191, that gets me 16xp to general. After struggling for several minutes, you manage to pry the ruby free from its socket of the head of the spider statue that held it free. You stare down in wonder at the sizeable gem now resting in the palm of your now resting in front of you without warning. The ruby suddenly bursts into flames and vanishes. You're somewhat surprised to discover the stone idol has also disappeared. Oh well. That was probably supposed to happen. Alright. Okay, I'm going north. There's another large brown spider. Just going to quick combat that. Another 5 XP. And here's something. Here's another eye. Spider. Remove the eye. Same check again. 96. So it's pretty... I don't even know if I could fail that. 16 XP to general. Alright, I got the gem, and then it bursts into flames. Was that supposed to happen? Probably. Okay, I'm making my way east. The broad stone arch stretched across the passage of this junction. Many intricate engravings of spiders cover the ornate structure. Past the arch, the passage continues to the east. As you approach the arch, it suddenly fills with flame. Forcing you to quickly retreat from, from what is what's almost immediate immolation. From a safer distance, you stood the arch for quite some time. Wondering how you might get past this new and deadly obstacle. Well, I guess i got to solve the puzzle from the poem. Alright, and just going south and west from there is another spider with another big ruby set in it. Just take the ruby and 16 XP, it bursts into flames and disappears. Okay, the, the quorum said three, three rubies. Okay, okay. Alright, I've went northwest a bit and there's a there's the passage splits into two. I've gone the west passage. The small alcove. Points alcove ma passage contains a large dial set in the centre of the floor. Around the dial, I will inscribe the words east, south, and west. On our eight hand, attached to the middle of the dial, appears to be capable of pointing it any one of the four directions indicated. The iron hand is pointed to the north. I can go south, east, west, or stay north. Okay, I'm on the west side, so I'm going to point east. You turn the dial's iron handle to it points to the east. Alright, head back south. Alright. It's the same again. I'm going to point to the west. Alright, anything else that needs doing? I've got my three gems. A board. Okay, I've got to the flaming arch. 
A broad stone arch stretches across the passage this juncture. Many intricate engravings of spiders cover the ornate structure. Past the arch, the passage continues to the east. As you approach the arch, it fills with grey smoke. Despite the unpleasant odour of the smoke, you're certain you could pass through it without harm. Take a deep breath, take a deep breath and step through the smoke. Your progress along the passage is brought to an abrupt halt with the sudden appearance of a shadowy figure moving along the wall to the east. The figure turns and you're relieved to find yourself once again meeting the gaze of Nereth, the master of shadow magic. Nereth appears weak, his hands tremble and his voice wavers as he speaks. You learn that he has brought brought himself to appear before you out of a sense of dire urgency. Your mind and skills serve you well, so have made it this far in this terrible place, he says, audibly gasping as he speaks. But there remains one final challenge. I fear, no, I dare say I know that it will prove to be the greatest yet. The eye of Anganor is nearly at hand. You listen intently as Nearest speaks. He tells you, the south of here, you will find a wand you need to reach the chamber in which rests the object of your quest. You have been watched all this while, he says. The eyes of that vicious creature that calls itself king have never strayed from you. Its vile bulk lurks close even now. Somewhere over our heads, watching us with the hungry eyes with which it would leer at any insect that has suddenly found itself caught in its web. These passages are its web, and it gets what little pleasure it takes from its woeful existence by watching its prey struggle to the heart of it. Yet it is there, Sir Crokington, at the heart of these halls, when you, when you covet that which your eyes will behold, that you must not relax your guard. It is there and then that you will be at the greatest of greatest peril. The mercy of a beast is cruel and ravenous as it is mindedness. Hey, hey, it's not mindless, it won't poetry. Nearest words fill you with a deep sense of dread. The thought of encountering Augustal, the mighty Spider King, in some dark corner deep in this labyrinth. Labyrinth of passages invokes an indescribable fear, even to one who is indeed no stranger to peril. Go now, says Nirith, as begins to melt into shadows against the wall and fade from view. I will save what strength I have left, and if I can aid you, Nirith vanishes in mid-sentence, leaving no trace of himself behind. You wait for a few minutes, hoping he will reappear. But when he does not, not you resolve to set off on your way without further delay. Alright, can I go north? No. I cannot go north. Well, oh, well, that's the end of the corridor. We're doomed. Unless there's something to the southwest, of course. You, The small room you've stepped into on the wide corridor is empty. Save for an odd sight at its centre, to which your eyes are immediately drawn. Hovering in the middle of the womb, three feet off the floor, 
is a thin iron wand. Realising this is obviously the wand to which Nirith alluded, you reach out and take the instrument, only to have your hand repelled by a powerful and invisible force. Stepping back, you cast the glow of your trusty white, your trusty light source about the room, searching carefully for any means that might allow you to lay your hands upon the wand. There is only one thing to do, and we must trust the shadows. Shadow magic, go! It succeeded. 64 experience to shadow magic. A chorus of barely audible whispers fill your head as the shadows of this small chamber go to work, eager to answer their master's call. Long, spindly fingers of jeep shadow peel themselves away from the wall and sliver across the floor until they fall across the floating across the floating wand. You watch in silent amazement as the shadows take hold of the wand and swiftly place it in the palm of your hand. Alation quickly turns to dismay as the wand wand upon making contact with your flesh melts into a small puddle of shadow in your palm and rapidly disappears. But on a more positive note, my summoner points are fully restored. It is with you, echoes a particularly sinister whisper in your head. Fear not, with you it shall remain. The puzzling voice falls silent and does not speak again. Puzzled by the strange turn of events, but more eager than ever to complete your mission and leave this wound once and for all, you turn... Prepare to exit the room, alright? Making my way north. You arrive, you arrive at the dead end of the passage. After a careful examination of the three walls, though you determine there is no cause but to turn back the way you came. You have taken three steps along the corridor, when something unexpected and quite astounding takes you by surprise. The shadow wand you retrieved only a short while ago which had promptly dissolved into a pool of shadow and vanished, reappears and hovers before before you. Moving on its own, the strange object traces the, t- traces the tall arch in the walls on the north. The precise moment it has completed the shape, a dark tunnel exists, where the impassable wall stood only seconds ago. The wand again disappears, and throwing caution to the wind, you step quickly into and move through the tunnel. You merge, th- you merge from the tunnel after just a few moments and find yourself in another part of the corridor. Okay, I am now in the north-west part of the dungeon and I think this might well be the final part. You're standing in the spot of the passage where you emerge from the tunnel created by the shadow wand. Behind you to the south is a solid wall. There is no longer any sign of the dark tunnel created by the shadow wand that allowed you to enter this stretch of the corridor. Ahead of you to the north, the passage extends out of sight into the gloom. And now, I keep going north. Now I'm in the very northeast corner. Go west. Life won't be peaceful there because there'll be a really big spider. Alright, one more square to a question mark, and the end of the dungeon. 
The passage broadens and opens into a wide square chamber. On eight columns climb the walls in eight places, stretching up out of sight overhead. To where you can only assume they meet a distant ceiling. The sizable womb is bathed in an orange glow from above, which instinctively draws your eyes in that direction. There, twenty feet above the floor, seats a crackling spear of fire. In its centre, almost concealed by the flames, is a small dark shape. A sudden glint of green from within the spear sends your heart racing. You realise you are standing beneath the fabled emerald that is the object of your quest. The Eye of Anganor. As you stand studying the flaming spear, wondering how you will attempt to reach the eye, a strange, unsettling sound from above reaches your ears. Moments later, the source of the noise is made plain, as the hideous form of Rojasu, the Spider King, swiftly descends into the chamber, dangling at the end of a long, thick, dripping strand of web. You quickly shift your attention to this new and immediate peril. The revolting Spider King lowers himself rapidly into the chamber, and when all of eight of his spiny legs touch the floor, he severs the sticky strand of web that bore his tremendous weight. Ugdasu stares at you for several moments before at last his mandibles begin to move and a delonge of white and yellow spittle oozes from between them as he begins to speak. Last end you! Last! Last end at you! Last end at you! Gone for hope! Fire! He was as he squares himself up with you. Uh, even at his current distance of 15 yards. See, human, last try I. Thousand world heroes, all I seek have. Left is all. The, the massive spider stretches open its maw, from which escapes a gink, sickening, gurgling sound, accompanied by a nauseating stench that quickly fills the chamber. The hideous creature suddenly vomits, a large heap of ooze and slime onto the floor in front of him. In the midst of the fetid pile, fetid pile lies lies a pile of bones, no doubt the last victim devoured by the great spider, to whom he just attempted to allude. With that, Odosu begins to creep across the chamber towards you. Realize that a time has come at last to face. The horrid beast. I have many options. I could just fight him directly, but that wouldn't be very exciting now, would it? So instead, there's Thor powers, shadow magic, illusion, gating, necromancy. I could also use thievery or archery. Random.org, tell me what to do. Number one. We're going to use shadow magic. I think I've seen that before. But you know what? Do it anyway. It succeeded. 64 XP to shadow magic. Several strands of shadow peel off the walls of the chamber. And sliver off the floor. With causal dustle. 
The Spider King cringes and retreats to a far corner, but the shadows pursue him and quickly wrap themselves around him. The massive Arachnid roars in agony as the shadows begin to squeeze him to death. After all, after several seconds of frantic struggle, Russell manages to free himself from the grip of the shadows, but he has already suffered severe damage. Sorry about that, old chap, but gotta get the eye. You know, it's fate of the world sort of thing. With a despising display of agility, the massive spider crouches down and springs into the air, landing several yards back from where he stood only a second ago. The vile creature arcs its back and a strange sound immediately echoes off the wall of the chamber. Certainly, you become aware of something sailing through the air and turn your gaze towards the ceiling. Dropping down upon you at an alarming rate of descent is a wide, sticky web. I presume he made that one earlier. You stare upward, momentarily frozen in horror, as the wide, sticky web drops down rapidly upon you. Okay, I've got four, well, five options. Shadow magic, telekinesis, fortification... Destruction, or just get out of the way. One to five, random dot or go. Number three shall be fortification. Succeeded. Thirty-two experience the fortification. The falling web now lands on the invisible barrier now arched above your head, and rapidly and harmlessly dissolves. Yeah, Udrasu bellows angrily and wears up on its two back legs as his remaining six limbs flare about wildly. Die, good forever he was! Sorry, die, rat! Udrasu grumbles as he moves cautiously towards you, his cruel eyes intent on watching your every move. Suddenly, the shadow wand you retrieved materialises in the palm of your hand. The cold iron wand rapidly melts into a pool of shadow and leaps out of your hand, hurtling with tremendous speed towards the approaching Spider King. A split second before it strikes its target, the shadow transforms into the silhouette of an arrow. Ogdasu billows in agony as the shadow arrow tears into its bulbous torso, spilling a large amount of its pungent dark blood from the sub substantial wound is opened. A sound from behind startles you, and the sight of whatever it is garners all Dussel's full attention. Already weary, you turn to discover the source of the Spider King's fear. Nerith, the master of shadow magic, stands on the threshold of the chamber, his glare fixed on Augustus, and his arms weaving a strange pattern in the air. We haven't come this far to be thwarted by a giant bug. He sneers, his voice far stronger and more sinister. You have yet heard it. Every shadow in the womb springs to life in unison as they swarm to the hand of their summoner. Nerith mutters something that you can't make out and thrusts his hand, to hand forward in the direction of the mighty spider queen. King, a storm of shadows hurtles across the wound towards Odrasu, 
causing the hideous creature to recoil in horror. As the shadows surge across the chamber, they morph into spinning silhouettes. To spinning silhouettes of countless bladed weapons. The great spider roars in agony as the shadowy forms wash over him, ripping into his flesh as if they were edged with sharpened steel. Severely wounded, but still alive! Ogjasu stalks across the chamber towards you and Nerith, hissing loudly with each ragged breath as he draws, in, draws into his cavernous lungs. Both book lungs and the trachea. Die you forever! Die you now! Come! He roars, his powerful mandibles dancing wildly across the lower half of his half shattered face as he scuttles across the floor. You turn to glance at Nerith, hoping he can summon another magical attack, but much to dismay, you find he's already begun to fade from view. He smiles at you grimly. And you sense he is very weak. Finish that thing, he says. His voice ba- Finish that thing, he says. His voice barely above a whisper. And in that very instant, he vanishes, leaving you alone in the path of the rampaging spider king. This is August. And really, I've got to respect that he's still keeping going. He's been he's been attacked by shadows. He's been shot by a shadow weapon. He's been totally whooped by about a dozen shadow weapons, and he's still coming. You gotta respect Augusta. You gotta respect him. He's got spunk and guts and moxie and rage. So much rage, but. He's got to die. I could want a quick combat, but Uldasu deserves a slow combat. Uldasu spores as he strikes at you with his long barbed stinger. Alright. Pain whacks your body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins for nine damage. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you and you lay an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy. As he keeps going, pain! Venom courses through my veins for another 10 damage. Keep going, keep going. Pain. Venom pain, 4 damage. To slain. Alright, you can go to Spider Heaven or Spider Hell or wherever it is that spiders go. 72, 72 XP. Oh, that's savage. Bellowing death cry shakes the walls of the chamber. As his wound, punctured, and leaking corpse crashes to the floor. Sticky, pungent black blood oozes from the wounds that whittle his hideous torso. A torrent of yellow foam billows out from between his shack mandibles and pools beneath his shattered head. Oh, it's a pity. It's a pity we couldn't have just, you know, asked. But you went, you went to the whole trying to have us all killed thing. So that kind of, that kind of put a stop to any diplomatic process, really. The stench animating from the corpse of the slain Spider King is almost overwhelming. 
you cover your nose and close your eyes as you begin to step back from the moving mound of oozing flesh that oddly enough appears to have already begun decomposing. Suddenly, you spot something lying on the floor in the shadow puddle, or just whose blood. Moving closer, discover it's a black stone wing. Now, I happen to know that it's something you want to pick up. So I'm going to pick, you can pick it up or not. I want to pick it up. He reached down to pick up the black stone wing. Almost at once, a horrible, terrifying sensation grips you. You break out in a cold sweat as a series of violent shudders runs through you. That's 286 stamina points lost, leaving me with just one, which I'm just going to quickly heal, just in case. A chorus of whispers fills your head. The wing melts into a small pool of shadow in the palm of your hand. The shadow slivers off your hand and melds into the shadow of your white leg. That gets me 2,048 experience to shadow magic, which is enough to level up again. Well, on top of the what, what I already had. Above the din of the whispers now echoing through your mind, you're almost certain you can make out the faint voice of Nirith. How, however, the hushed voice... The hushed voices quickly fade, leaving you once again... Lonely silence before the swiftly rotting carcass of the great spider king. You glance about the chamber, searching for any sign of the earth, but it seems to have not, not reappeared. Realizing, realizing, however, the success of your mission, and indeed perhaps the very fate of the kingdom, and probably more than the kingdom in fact, rests on the, your acquisition of the Eye of Arganor. You immediately turn your attention to the suspended, firing case gem. Much to your attention, to your surprise, the eye begins to descend into the chamber. Convenient. You watch in fascination as the firing case emerald, the eye of Anganor, continues its slow and steady descent. It continues to sink through the air until it's just about head high. Not my head, normal heads. As you approach the fabled gem, taking care not to get too close to the fire that surrounds it, your eyes are drawn to a broad facet on its glossy surface where an unsettling image is taking shape. One by one, the major cities of Tysa flash across the face of the emerald, and much to your horror, black flags fly from the turrets and towers within and dark banners like draped across the outer walls. The image changes, and you find yourself staring at five masked men, standing at the side of a great black-scale dragon. On the ground before the five men kneels a grey-haired man, pleading for mercy. Your pulse quickens when you realise the kneeling man to be King Renwald, his crown. Cloven in half lies at his knees. The scene on the surface of the gem chain again changes, this time to one of war. An army of black armoured soldiers march over a high mountain pass, while in the sky above them soars a massive black winged dragon. 
the standard bearers at the head of the long column of warriors, hold aloft fluttering black flags. Well, I guess this uh, prophecy warning shows Maraxa having already taken at least Telsa and perhaps more is going for full-on world domination. The images fade, and you suddenly become aware of Nero standing just off to your right. His sight form barely visible amidst the shadows that surround him. Take it, says Nerith, his voice suddenly faint, as if the recent ordeal severely weakened him. Well, it probably did. Do not hesitate, Sir Crockington. Take the eye. Hearing his words and your own instincts, you reach out and take hold of the floating emerald. As your fingers close around the magnificent gem, a sudden calm washes over you. I have it at last. The Eye of Anganor. Watch, let's have a close look at it. This large, sparkling emerald is the fabled Eye of Anganor. It is a powerful artifact with the ability to dispel even the most potent mind-altering magic. You're about to place the eye safely in amongst your other belongings, when new of cautions against it. The weapons of fighting Braxit's treachery is now yours to wield, he says. You must keep it at hand, and you must never relinquish it, even if should such defiance cost you your life. All of the dragon's best laid plans will crumble before the eye, and its deadly veils of deception will be pierced by, by its light of truth. It is now your greatest weapon, and it is our only hope. Nero tells you you must return at once with the eye, but you're quite dismayed to discover you would not be going back with you. The portal I will open will consume much of the strength I have left, he says, his voice growing fainter. You must return and reunite with Windor and the others. You now hold the means to tear down Morax's schemes, and your companions will have wise counsel for you. Together, you must certainly prevail, despite what wickedness the dragon has left to hurl your way. Nureth is about to begin summoning the mantle to magic to open the portal that will turn you to the cellar of the inn from which you departed when you tell him about the attack you witnessed on Window and the others then you return to peril there could be no doubt he says grimly keep the eye in hand and be on your guard I will do what I can though you can no longer rely on me for counsel or aid I do not presently have the strength for such labours Farewell, Sir Crockington. I hope we might meet again some day. The Master of Shadow Magic waves his hand, and the flaming portal, identical to the one by which you entered this realm, appears against the wall. Nero steps back, out of the glow of the firewind portal, and seems to almost melt into shadows in the core of the chamber, without looking in this direction again, and tightly touching, clutching the eye of Arnganor, you take a deep breath and proceed into the swirling black vortex. The world about you goes black. For what seems to be an eternity, you tumble through the fathomless black void. Your, your hands securely closed around the eye and your mind racing.
wondering what awaits you in the cellar of the Candle Glow Inn. You pray you are not already too late. Suddenly, the yellow glow of the lighted lantern stabs through the darkness, and you find yourself stepping out of the portal, once again setting foot in the cellar of the inn, the very spot from which you previously exited. With a bright flare, the portal behind you closes. Still somewhat dazed from your passage through the portal, you step slowly forward, your eyes scanning the dimly lit cellar for any sign of your companions. In your mind, you vividly recall your last sighting of them as you tumbled into the portal, as they came under attack from Trailtark, Iskritar and Pritham. You're recounting the horrified looks on their faces when you stumble across something lying across the floor. You quickly regain your balance and turn your gaze to your feet where your eyes fall upon a sight that simultaneously fills you with anger and horror. Stretch across the cold, stone-tiled floor of the inn cellar, silent and unmoving, is the face-down body of Elaine. Oh no, she's already dead. That's certainly what it looks like. And that is the end of this scenario. With 512 experience to general granted. The next scenario will be called. A Light in the Dark. And presumably we'll. See if there's anyone left to rescue. And then rescue them. But until then. Farewell fellow adventurers. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.